Hey, what's going on? This is The Doug Show, and my name is Doug Cunnington. In this episode, we're going to talk to Marcus, who recently hit $1,000 per month in December of 2019. So that means his uh, site valuation is probably around $30,000, which is fantastic. Marcus is a student in the Five Figure Niche Site course, so I'm always happy to share success stories from students, and I'm going to give a plug for Marcus. So he's looking to form a mastermind group. So if you're interested in potentially having Marcus join your group or maybe joining a group that Marcus will be forming, check out the link in the description. You'll be able to fill out a little bit of a survey and you know learn a little bit more about what Marcus is trying to do. Also, He joined me for a separate discussion about mastermind groups and what he's looking to get out of such a group. So next episode, so that'll be Doug Show 112, we will play that. It'll just give a little bit more of a push to help Marcus form this group. Also, we'll be playing a little bit in episode 112 of a conversation with uh, one of my mastermind partners, Rob Atkinson. This is a discussion that we published on YouTube a while back. There may have actually been a Doug Show episode where this was in there. But um, anyway, that'll be the next episode. Just want to give you a heads up that it's coming your way. This episode is brought to you in part by Ezoic, and it's a end-to-end software platform that helps website owners make more money from their websites. Ezoic uses machine learning, basically artificial intelligence, to provide a better user experience, which helps you earn more money. So I've been testing out the site speed accelerator recently. I've had very good results. Hopefully I'll be sharing like some more stats and information from that soon, but generally it helps you optimize images, lazy loading, take care of uh, CSS optimization and all those sort of complicated things. They do have a free trial to check that out. I believe it's seven days. So you could head over to Ezoic. There is a link in the show notes so you can go right to it from here. Additionally, Ezoic does a lot with optimizing like display ads, testing ads, different types of ads, the locations and all that sort of thing. So if you have a website that is uh, based on display ads, you should check it out. You may be able to earn more money without any additional traffic. So kind of a way to optimize things. Anyway, thanks a lot to Ezoic. Before I send it over to the interview with Marcus, I've been um, struggling this morning. So I want you to know out there, if you ever have issues with like technical aspects of running a website, don't worry, you're not alone. I have a pretty strong technical background, coding, I have a computer engineering degree, and um, I have built and, and started many websites, I've migrated many websites, and this morning, I'm like, I recently bought a website, so I was migrating it over to my own hosting account, and my goodness, I want to throw my laptop out the window right now, so I probably need to take a break, go for a little walk, (laughs) but like I said, you're not alone if you experience technical issues, these things happen all the time. It could be that it's not even a mistake that I'm making, it It actually could be that I'm making some stupid mistake. I've opened opened a ticket with support over at SiteGround. They're usually extremely helpful. And Manage WP, um, they're helping me as well. But it is totally okay. 
things are going to work out and uh, technical issues, they pop up all the time. So if you run into one, just be patient, right? And I'm going to play this back to myself <laughs> so, so that I remember that it's going to be fine. All right, let's get to the interview with Marcus. Hey, what's going on? It's Doug Cunnington here, and I am excited to bring another success story interview to you. This is Marcus. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks, Doc, for having me. And you emailed me. Awesome. And I'm pumped too. Like uh, you're a student in the Five Figure Niche Site course. So this is uh, promotional for me in many ways, but you have a pretty awesome story. And you enrolled in the course a while back and we've, you know, corresponded quite a bit and you hit a pretty exciting milestone. We're just going to cut right to it and then back into your story. But can you share like your earnings and um, a couple other little details uh, about the site as far as traffic and stuff like that? So this December or sorry, December, 2019, I made $1,100 and uh, I guess it was my first major uh, milestone, so we're excited about that. It's definitely haven't been an overnight success. There were a lot of obstacles along the way, and uh, well, well, through hard work and uh, listening to many of your videos and following the course, I I stuck with it, and uh, I'm seeing the good results now. Yeah, awesome. Congratulations. Huge milestone. And I remember you emailed me a few months back. You were like, hey, I'm, you know, things are growing, but um, I, I don't want to be a success story until I hit like 1K per month. And then you finally, you know, you hit it. So this is awesome. Again, for the backstory, um, can you tell us your profession? What do you do? Um, just a little bit about yourself. And you're, you're not from the US. I could tell a little accent. So you could tell us where you're from as well. Sure. So, uh, I'm Danish and uh, actually really interesting because I just very recently moved back to my home country, moved back to Copenhagen, the capital of Denmark, and I've been living in China for three and a half years. So, uh, and my profession, so my, my background is in law and actually starting this February, I'm going to work as a, a assistant attorney and then you sort of join like a three years training program and then after three years I can get my own license to practice law. Very cool. uh, Yeah. Awesome. And before we like dive into the backstory, I know some people just catch the beginning of uh, whatever episode it is and then they, they bounce out. So I'll give a a pitch uh, that Marcus, you're trying to start a mastermind group and we're going to have a whole separate conversation about this, um, which will be another episode but you're trying to start a mastermind group because you want to interact with some other folks. So any other like quick notes on like why you want to start a mastermind group? Yeah. So I want to, I mean, I don't have to start a mastermind group. I could also join one, but I would accept the role of organizing it and managing it. Um, I had some, you know, I had some good experience with something similar. Uh, I've always been thinking about, having a mastermind group for like two or three years now, but just thought, ah, it's going to take a lot of time. It's going to be, maybe it's going to work or maybe it's going to be okay, but not as, you know, not worth the time basically. But um, yeah, back when I was working in China, I helped my boss manage this event where we had people come and practice their sales pitches. 
And just by seeing people coming there together, uh, focused on one goal, improving each other's sales pitches and giving feedback, I, I realized that it works really well. So I thought, you know what? I think this mastermind group, it, it could work better than, than I thought it previously. So. Awesome. So we'll, we'll put a link um, in the description and show notes so you could hook up with Marcus and maybe get a little more information on that. So let's move on back to the interview uh, style format here. How did you get started building websites? And do you remember like the first time you heard about niche sites? I'm not so sure I remember it though. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> it's a long time ago. And I guess I, I started out... Uh, um, there was this guy selling a really expensive coaching and training program. Uh, I'm very confident this guy is legit, but it was just way too much money uh, that I could afford. And I think I did what a lot of people do in this uh, in a situation like this. They think to themselves, you know what? I'm going to figure it out by myself. So that's what I did. And then I wasted a whole lot of time trying many, many different things. Uh, it's definitely will take way too long to talk about all the things I did, but very briefly, I tried Amazon FBA. I tried dropshipping with a, know, like a Shopify store. Uh, I tried uh, launching my own email marketing uh, agency. And then I tried to do my own email marketing, saw some success with that, but it was really time consuming and expensive to get the email leads. And I thought uh, creating a website, what I did initially, was to sort of give more credit to my emails and get cheaper leads. And that website uh, eventually turned into my successful website right now. Okay. And initially, it was yeah, for it was, email marketing. Yes. It was sort of like in a, niche, in a niche, right? So just to make my emails look more credible. Right? Gotcha. Oh, this guy also has a website, you know? <laughs> I see. Very cool. And do you happen to remember like what year it was when you first started some of these projects? Yeah, early, early 2017, I think. Yeah. Okay. So that's really not that long. I mean, we're recording this uh, approximately right. three years later. So yeah. it's so, pretty nice. So I guess I'm, I used one and a half years trying a lot of different things. Didn't really see much success. No. So Okay. And I like how you like were able to move the, you know, failure of a email marketing and pivot over to niche sites. When, when did it occur to you that you may be able to make it work um, in another way? I, I think it was, I realized that just building the website was more interesting than building some e-com store or doing a lot of emails. And then it kind of made more sense to me just to write good content and get organic traffic and not try to do a lot of whole lot of other weird things like, uh, you know, sp spamming Facebook groups and spamming forums and running Facebook ads and stuff like that to get email leads. Yeah. Do you think like all the other projects that you worked on, like, helped you out in some way or do you view it as sort of like wasting time because you jumped around and made a bunch of mistakes yeah I, I definitely think luckily there's some yeah uh there's some uh, what uh, what is the word sorry well it can help you do the other things right yeah for sure some of the uh, skills transfer some over. of the skills transfer over. yeah for sure okay cool and 
let's get into some nuts and bolts for the site. So can you tell us how many pieces of content, uh, any kind of link building activities? Yeah. So I'll have like 120 posts, but at least 50 of those were, uh, uh, well, they, they don't really target any useful keywords. So they are old kind of rubbish material, which <laughs> at least made me better at writing, I would say. So, <laughs> uh, so that's like 120 minus 50. So, 70 or so that is okay. uh yeah 70 then, were trying to optimize to get organic traffic yeah okay cool and then of the 70 um are those around like buying keywords primarily or is it a mix of yeah keywords? it's definitely a mix i see a lot of success with the how to informational posts and the, like the product a versus product b kind of Okay. okay, cool. And then do you um, monetize the site only with Amazon or are there other pieces to the puzzle Just, there? Uh, well, Amazon and I did a few other affiliate programs as well, but mostly it's Amazon and then one specific uh, product with their own affiliate program. That's where I get the money from. Did you do all the content yourself and write it and how was that overall? I think it's very important to write your own content, but also it's great to outsource some of it. Yeah. And uh, uh, maybe I need to be a better editor, I think, because I use a long time editing <laughs> the, the content writer's stuff because I don't, I don't think it's that good. Even I use five-star stuff from some of the content agencies, so... Okay. So you wrote, you wrote some of the content, but then as you were making money, you, you hired a couple agencies yeah. to help out, I guess. Yeah, sure. And I also did a lot of stuff on Upwork and uh, it's been hit and miss, I guess, but I did, I did manage to find two really great writers, but at some point they just bounced. So, uh, and then you have to go like, maybe I have to go through 10, 10 new new upright up uh, work uh, sorry 10 writers and up work to find some decent one yeah gotcha do you have any tips for people on working with freelance writers or editors like that yeah i think i think it's just like that so you have to go through 10 before you find one good one <laughs> okay and then you can't be sure then use a long time to train them and uh, then they leave for some reason Okay. or even never reply <laughs> they yeah occasionally the freelancers will do that and i think it, you know some people dabble right they're not sure if they want to try it maybe they heard some friends are doing well and then they give it a shot and then they realize that it, they don't like it and they yeah. just go away so do you have any like horror stories so people just didn't respond to you yeah i had some weird stories about uh like it was maybe her father lost her arm or something like that. So that's why she didn't reply. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 Every now and then I'm like, how many uncles do you have? You know, they're like uh, uncle sick, another uncle, something else. Anyway. So yeah, it's, it can be a struggle, but obviously like there's a big pro in that you don't have to spend as much time. And, and do you, do you remember how many um, like pieces of content, other people wrote for you? Just curious. Yeah, probably 40 
maybe a bit more. And also because I, a lot of the guest posts that I've done, I have actually had writers do, and then I edited a bit. So maybe 40 or 50, something like that. Okay, so, great. And that was a perfect segue, Marcus. So as far as like guest posts and link building, promoting the site, what, what work have you done in that area? Just guest posts. Just like you teach, yeah, white hat links, guess posts. I did a, a back in the day when I was dabbling with more sites. I did also the, some of the more crazy uh, link strategies and stuff. And actually, some of it worked, just but it was for a short while. And I'm very happy now that I was smart enough to test it out on some smaller sites before I did it on my big site. Okay, as far as the guest posting and the campaigns you've done. Can you give us just roughly, you don't have to give the exact number, but how many guest posts have you gotten over, you know, the year plus that the site's been around? Yeah. It should be 22 or 23 and I'm working on a few more right now. So I already landed a few guest post opportunities, three more. So should be around 26. Yeah. Okay. In in two, three weeks. All right. So in the mid twenties, how old is the site again? I can't remember if I asked that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's old. So it should be two and 2007, two and a half, three years, something like this. Yeah. Okay. So uh, two and a half or three years, but you didn't start the guest posting until you started yeah, taking the course. Right? Until it's yeah, I did the course. Yeah. Okay. That started doing guest posts and, Ah, uh, man, I don't, I don't recall. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, like 2018, starting in 2018 or so. Uh, yeah, probably in late 2018. Yeah. Okay. So, and the reason why I'm like, this will all make sense. Why I'm asking these questions, people out there, if you're like, Doug, move on, buddy. So, the, the point I'm trying to make is, you you got um, about 26 guest posts over the course of like 18 months or something like that. Uh, yeah. Maybe a little bit longer, like, maybe 30 months. Yeah, it's hard to, hard to tell exactly, but the point is you're only getting like one per month or one and a half per month, and it makes a difference. I know I get pushed back on this a lot for people that just want to publish content. Part of that is my fault for just talking about publishing a lot of content and not building links, but it's very important to do it. And it may not pay off for months, right? So did you get a handful of guest posts and then nothing happened? When did you see sort of an uptick? Oh, yeah, that's that's interesting because I actually thought it was really dry, real drag to do guest posts. So the first major push I did, I only got like five or six guest posts. And then I thought, I'm going to die if I have to do this again. <laughs> so I just thought, you know what? I'm just going to do some content. And uh, then there was a Google algorithm update, uh, the one in September 2018. Is, is that right? It's like the big one, Eat, or something like that. Yes. Yeah. And uh, then almost all my organic traffic evaporated overnight. Oh, really? So, yeah. And then I, you know, what, what, uh, of course, after. I got over the initial bummer of that. I started working on improving some of the content that I thought had the most potential of ranking again and creating the links. And so I got like five, 10 more guest posts and then 
I guess it started slowly picking up again. And then again in June 2019, there was another update that hit my website. And uh, also a lot of organic traffic went away. And I did the same thing, tried to improve my content, uh, get more links. But uh, I mean, also while um, publishing more content all the same at the same time, right? And that kind of it reminds me, I think you, you mentioned this many times, that this is one of the drawbacks of not building links is with the Google updates. Um, there's a, the potential of getting hit harder. It is bigger if you don't have the backlinks. Right. Yes. And that's, I, I say that often. I don't have any actual evidence to that. So just a full disclosure for everyone. Okay. Like most of the time, I'm just talking shit. But what I, what I can say is anecdotally talking uh, to people like you, Marcus, and just people in my network, that seems to be a common thread when people are like, hey, I, a new update came through. I lost 30% of my traffic. Most of the time, they have very few... They've never intentionally done any sort of outreach or um, just promotion of their site at all, which I'll go on a little tangent. I warned you this would happen, but like it, it could be right. That you're a guest post or a, a guest on podcast, right? So you get a link back. That is a normal thing. Podcasts are um, hot over the last several years. I don't have to mention it to people like podcasts are normal. And to have a link back to have a lot of links back from different podcast websites is pretty normal and then you get links from all over the internet from very diverse sources. So anyway, back in, into this. So you were hit multiple times um, by different updates. Quick note for people um, that the 2018, like September timeframe, there were a few updates. Uh, the medic update, a lot of medical sites were hit, um, although many others were hit as well. A lot of times it amounted to the expertise authority and trust of the site or the authors of the site. That's why it's called EAT, E-A-T, expertise, authority, trust. So people can look that up in their free time. So, okay. Over time, after you got hit a little bit, uh, Marcus, you were like, okay, I need to maybe do some more link building. And then you ran another campaign and you mentioned you thought it sucked. So what yes, sucks about link sure. building? Um, but I don't think it really sucks. It's more like, uh, to get a lot of high quality backlinks uh, for free or mostly free, it's very hard. Okay. Maybe that's why it costs so much to, to buy them. Yeah. So, and I mean, if you have that in mind, maybe you, you don't think it sucks as much because it's just, it's like a new skill you have to learn. So whenever you have to do something new that's hard, you're going to suck at it in the beginning. I guess that's, that sums it up. So, so overall, have you had had to pay for very many of the links? Um, is it like an admin fee that the blogger might uh, ask yeah. for? There are some. I think it's, I think it's all right to accept the occasional fee, and uh, especially if you if you want a higher conversion rate, I think you have to accept the occasional fee. It could be anywhere from. 10, 15 bucks up to like 80 or 90 bucks, depending on, on the website. Right. So, so how, and I, I know you, they're even bigger. I mean, there are much larger fees than that. So. And how do you judge whether you want to 
get that link um, from the website and pay the fee? Uh, I take a look at the website. I think uh, when if you build niche websites, you get a sort of uh, gut feeling, <laughs> at least. So you look at the website, you look what kind of articles do they write? Uh, do, do they have co- uh, recent posts? Do they have comments in there? What is the... Like you can use stuff like Moss or whatever, but it's it's just it's just you know an algorithm. It's a, it's a guess, but you can use that and you can pair it with other things. You can use I like to use a, a similar web. They have sort of traffic estimations, which I found not to be seem seem okay accurate for me to sort of help you guide which sites to choose over others. So that's what I do. Okay, cool. And that's a similar sort of criteria, you know, take a look, make sure the site doesn't look like garbage, make sure there's not a ton of clearly like guest posts um, where they only publish that kind of content. And if they're getting traffic from Google, that's probably the best sign overall. So taking a little bit of a step back, I know you're a student of the course and you followed a lot of stuff um, overall. However, can you give us like a sort of a high level overview of like your strategy for finding the niche, getting traffic to the site, ranking, and just kind of just the broad overview of what you're doing? Yeah, I think, you know, finding the, finding the niche, that's the, that's the hard question, right? That's what everyone wants help with. It's, uh, I think the first criteria is uh, it needs to be on something where money is exchanged, so it has to be something where people buy product and services. If not, then the only way to monetize is ads. And I'm not going to try to give advice on that because I have no clue how to do that. So that's the, when that's out of the way, money is exchanged. I think there are like two, uh, there are two ways of thinking. One is uh, you have to choose something you really like because that's how you can stick with it over time. I, I think I agree with that. But another one is you should just choose whatever is easier to make money with. And I kind of also agree with that. So I uh, think it's like two factors you have to weigh, you have to weigh out. Uh, maybe if you have many ideas, uh, you can make put in the spreadsheet and you can give them points and you can look and you can, you know, weigh the factors. Okay. Yeah. Very good. As far as uh, ranking, do you have any like overall strategy with ranking? I know there's a lot of factors. You've had some ups and downs, so you have a lot to offer here. <laughs> ups and downs. Well, I like to use the KTR as you teach, and then uh, I also try to find other low competition keywords that have uh, higher search volume. I think that's also good. Just um, what this is just a gut feeling. I think if you have a new site, it's going to take a very long time before you can rank for those. So until you get some trust, maybe you just go full on KDR. That's, at least that is probably what I would do if I were to make a new site. So, um, yeah. And then, you know, I think, I think you have to do a lot of things. And also you have to learn something about the niche to understand the search, the searcher's intent and stuff. And a lot of these things you can really know before you try different things. So yeah, you have to do a lot of work. 
do a lot of work and learn, <laughs> learn something from it and try to iterate. Um, yeah. And okay. I also think, uh, don't be, I mean, if you have all those uh, buyer-oriented uh, keywords, don't be scared of going for uh, similar keywords like uh, best fountain pen for, for smart people or best fountain pen for writers or whatever. Because uh, it, it might seem similar to you, but you don't know that. Maybe the, the, the searcher wants to know exactly that. Don't expect him, if he's looking for best fountain pen for smart people, don't expect him to want to read about best fountain pen for a writer. Yeah. That's a perfect way to state it as well. It's like you have to think about the searcher and what they actually care about and empathize with their concerns and you know, the things they're interested in. So yeah, to the external person that is not interested in fountain pens at all, it may be difficult. Uh, it's like, they're the same. Who cares? Just get the one, you know, yeah. it's fine. So do you have any mistake stories? So any big blunders over the past couple of years? Yeah. The biggest blunder I would say is doing all this different work. I mean, and don't do that. <laughs> That's my biggest advice. Don't do this me and try to do a lot of everything. Um, it's a waste of time and, and energy. And it's also very frustrating, kind of also like what I said before. Um, and most of these things are really hard and you're going to suck at it in the beginning. And if you never get past that beginner stage, you're going to suck at everything. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think... Uh, I think it's, um, how can I say, achieving most things in life, you really need focused attention and continuous effort. So you have to like pick one or just a few things and do that. And doing that also means you have to like deselect other things, other things you can't do. I think you have to think about that, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I, I try to emphasize this because you're a smart guy, Marcus. You're going to, are well, you made this Go the most beginner mistake, even though I'm smart. <laughs> so are you classified as a lawyer right now? Or it's like, you're like, in a yeah, I got free law. Yeah, I am a lawyer, but you okay. need like a license to practice law in Denmark. So you need to go through a, like a program. Got it. So you're a lawyer, you're a smart guy, you're getting the certification and all this stuff, but even you made the beginner mistakes. The, the point I'm trying to make is like, we think we're smarter than we are. We're like, well, I know most people, yes. <laughs> most people would not be able to work on multiple things at once. I should be able to figure it out. I think that, right. Or I, I thought that now I think I'm an idiot in everything, which is maybe too far on the other spectrum, but I'm like self-aware that I just don't know stuff and it's going to take longer than you think. Um, you will make those beginner mistakes when you're skipping from Shopify to email marketing to another thing, to funnel design, to niche sites, to ad uh, based display ad sites. There's new mistakes in every single one of those areas. So it's really hard to pin it down what you want to work on. So what was the point in time, Marcus, where you were like, okay, I have to stop jumping, jumping around. I'm going to enroll in Doug's course, even though it's expensive. What made you trust me? Wow. 
Well, at the point in time, I think I learned through mistakes, realizing this is not going to work. Try to keep doing new things. I have to do something. And when I came across, I think, yeah, when I came across your channel, it just made, it was something refreshing about how you delivered your content just straight up and contrasting to some other people who are always a little bit more salesy and overhyping stuff and trying to say, yeah, it's so easy, do this, do that. And you just say, it's actually one of my favorite sayings, like, everything is harder than you think and everything is going to take longer than you think. So this kind of just resonated and made a lot more sense than what everyone else were saying. So... Thank you. I need to play that for my wife. So she'll be <laughs> appalled. <laughs> um, okay. So we mentioned before that you're looking to start a mastermind group. So we'll put a link so people can uh, go to, I believe, a Google survey type form. Yeah, so be, uh, follow the link. There will be a survey. Fill it out and I will contact the very person good. who fills it out. Yeah. Cool. So everyone be sure to check that out. And there will be another episode where we're just talking mastermind stuff. It'll be more of a casual uh, conversation. But before we finish this up, um, Marcus, how has this site impacted your life? Mm, well, uh, this is an <laughs> anticlimax. I, I wouldn't say it have impacted my life a lot. So um, before any success, I think... I was already hooked on this idea of making money online. Uh, kind of imagine myself like I was past the, the point of no return. I already sucked into this black hole of making money online. I can't get back. So, and it's, it's a little bit, I think you also talk about this, it's a little bit obsessive maybe for, for people looking from the outside. And, uh, but it, of, of, of course, it's great to see some uh, uh, confirmation that I can make more money. I'm gradually making more money and it's looking brighter every day now. So that's good. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I can totally um, relate because I had sites that were doing well, but I had a full-time job, um, generally successful. Wasn't necessarily super happy with what I was doing, but it's very cool to like get obsessed with something that's fun. The byproduct is earning money. Like you were doing this kind of stuff for a long time before you made any money. <laughs> so, yeah, for sure. Um, like you enjoyed the process of learning new stuff and the lightly technical aspect. And then as a lawyer, I know you probably write and communication is a huge part of what you need to be able to do. So writing and editing and putting out content, like all fits in with the, the stuff that you are probably very skilled at. So very good. Thanks well, for the com compliment. <laughs> oh, sure. I, I hardly know you, Marcus. So uh, you know, keep that in mind. Anyway, so this has been awesome. Do you have any other final tips um, for people that want to replicate your success? Yeah, I think uh, you need to pick something and follow through with it. Uh, and you shouldn't, you know, stack the odds in your favor. Don't try to make it harder than it has to be. Don't try to reinvent the wheel. Uh, follow a proven formula. Something. Follow someone who already showed you can make this work, like your course and what you teach it on your website and in your videos. 
Uh, but with that being said, I think people shouldn't expect it to be easy, okay? Just because other people are successful doesn't mean it's going to be easy for you to copy their success and uh, expect to have other kind of obstacles and problems that you have to solve. Yeah. Awesome. But, uh, yeah. Thanks a lot, Marcus. Appreciate your time today. No, no problem. It was great being here and... Uh, I don't know, maybe I can come back when I'm making 5,000 per month. That would awesome. be awesome. That sounds great. And if people have any questions for Marcus, you could leave comments, um, shoot an email over to feedback at doug.show and I'll be able to get it over for round two in the future or something like that. So thanks, Marcus. If you want to connect with Marcus and maybe get into his mastermind group, then you should check out the link in the show notes and description. There's a little survey there. You can get more information. And in the next episode, like I mentioned, Marcus and I are going to be talking about like mastermind groups in general. And then I'll also be playing um, like a deeper discussion about mastermind groups with one of my old mastermind partners, Rob Atkinson. So I think mastermind groups are fantastic. I've basically always had one in place in some fashion, even if it was you know quite casual, that is completely fine as well. So you can kind of run these groups however you want to. They could be more casual. You can meet every day. You can meet every week. You can meet quarterly, whatever you want to do. It's very flexible. And I find them just great when you're working at home by yourself and you're maybe used to being in an office and having like more direction, it's really helpful to have someone to bounce ideas off of and just just vent sometimes and talk about the things that you're doing. So anyway, I'm not going to drone on for too long today. And I also don't have time. We're house hunting currently. Our apartment lease is coming up. So we're out there looking at houses and um, good grief. It's been a little bit stressful overall, which I may have my um, real estate agent come on for uh, an episode too, just to talk about things. She's very good. She has she's on a, on a very big podcast, um, so I may be able to convince her to uh, join the show, and we could just kind of go back and forth. She's a very very interesting lady. So anyway, everyone have a great day. We'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks.